Finally broken. <laughs> Fuck you. What up? What up? Welcome to episode 109 of Keep the Kayfabe. I'm Mike, sitting here with my boys, giving me the scissors, and we're ready to talk some wrestling. So that's what got me going already tonight. Ah. We watched a nice little uh, dynamite this evening. We saw a heel turn from the heel himself that maybe we saw coming maybe we didn't we're gonna get our reactions it's still real fresh so we're gonna break that all down real quick there's some cm punk news that we got to get to the trios uh best of seven matches carrying on that we're gonna get to let's talk to someone who keeps it regal and i hope he's okay mr steve grobschmidt how are you grabby well mike um you'll understand if i don't feel like cutting a promo tonight um because this is real this is a real life situation um william regal's lying in a hospital in indianapolis right now and um he's maybe crippled he might be with jesus now for all we know but uh i just want to say thoughts and prayers to sue william regal and as for you mjf because i know you're listening to keep the kayfabe uh you can go straight to hell (laughs) well said (laughs) well said I uh, I agree with you. Our thoughts and prayers are with William Regal tonight. I mean, if you guys and gals watched uh, Dynamite tonight, he got quite the head blow thrown to the back of the head from the brass knuckles worn by MJF after a killer promo. We're going to get to that, but not before we introduce my guy over in Bayview, a man who keeps it freshly squeezed, Matt Michelson. How are you, Matt? I'm doing great, and to lighten the mood a little bit, and by popular request, uh, we're going to have a little mouth trumpet again this week, so let's see what, how this goes. Um, Two things. First, <laughs> if there's... uh, Have you ever seen uh, Private Parts by, uh, like, the Howard Stern movie? Remember, like... When he Shock. made the girl put the speaker up to her private parts and I, I, turned the I actually, bass up real high. I actually don't know because I've honestly never seen that movie. That's like one that I've just missed all these years. But I've only I've only seen it like bits and pieces. I don't know if I've seen the actual whole movie, but that's just one part that I always see all the time when he's like, "Yeah, put the speaker down and I'll you know I'll get you off." And he goes like, Argh! like gets it real vibrato, <laughs> and that's kind of what hey. You got it. You're uh, you're Mister Two Point with that mouth trumpet over here. Our female like this... listenership's gonna skyrocket after this episode. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You now know what to do when you're listening to keep the kayfabe. Yeah, and I hope their computers or listening devices are wrapped in saran wrap. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then two things. Uh, what was th- what was the second thing I was gonna say? Oh, it was you're doing the song, the Kenny Omega and Young Bucks song, right? Yeah, carry on my wayward son. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm feeling that. I don't know if I'm feeling that. Before we get to the MJF news, like, let's talk about that for a quick second. Like, how long is they going to do this for? 
Yeah, I I was thinking the same thing. Like the pay per view, it was really cool. It was a great return comeback special occasion song, and apparently Kenny and the Bucks really like it, and the Bucks have wanted to use it for years. But hmm. it just I don't know. Like it's like you hear that intro play where they're just singing, and it's really weird at the end of a match because it's like, well, are they going to play their music? Oh, the music is playing. It just hasn't really kicked in yet. Um, yeah, I it's... totally agree with you. I think. Well, it's like, okay, so Jungle Boy has that Baltimore song, and that's it's like, you know, a, a little bit of singing. Mm -hmm. It's not very wordy. It's mostly, oh, and then, uh, you know, they have that one song that the Best Friends and Orange Cassidy come out to that they bought, and, you know, that's not very singing, but this is like a really wordy, lyrical song, lots of lyrics, and I don't know. It's mm -hmm. like I think they're get they're peacocking a little too much with it, because I mean, well, I yeah, the Bucks and Kenny can like get anything over. I feel like, but this is kind of a stretch, and it might. I don't know. Were they I, thinking I, that it's it. it's like another sh yet another shot at Punk, where it's like you know there'll be peace when you were gone, and mm. um, I don't know. I um, see that's real deep. See, we're not. I'm not. But even that is a little deep for the average long. fan. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So. And I, and I don't even really love that song to begin with. And it's it's a song that's kind of subjective. Like, like if you don't like Tarzan Boy by Baltimore, then fuck you. Honestly, I don't want to yeah. know you. Yeah, if you're actually so, somebody listening and you don't like Jungle uh, or, um, yeah, Baltimore, Tarzan Boy, um, Tarzan Boy um, you can unsubscribe right now. <laughs> yes, please. One of the best karaoke but, songs of all time. But if you're from New Jersey, you know, we... Please don't unsubscribe. We love. No, it they there. probably use that song to like when they probably play it when they're beating people up. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Okay, so that's the that's the jury on that piece of information. But the gig is still up on the health of Lord Stephen Regal oh, God. or William Regal. Excuse me. It's all um, right. Uh, Tony Schiavone made the same mistake. He was so upset tonight. He, he was very fuck, upset. yeah. I'm I'm still distraught. I'm molting. I can't believe. Um, well, first of all, MJF comes down wearing a suit. I've seen these suits before, like uh, Conor McGregor in the pinstripes. It says like "fuck you," like in the pinstripe. I think this says "I'm better than you." And you know it or something? All down his suit. Did you guys pick up I on that at all? I didn't catch that, but that's a great touch. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Um, like, I just love how he's pulling this rich thing off. I mean, he's, that's always been his thing, but it just keeps getting better and better as he becomes, you know, more successful as the champ. And it's, it's totally working. Unlike Bobby Roode, uh, in NXT, how they kind of had him do the same thing, like show him by like diamond rings on wall street and bullshit like that. This is just like cocky confidence. Fuck you spit in your eye. I love how he works the crowd and calls, you know, when he is in a shit town, he makes sure they know they're in a shit town. And he's he's never wrong. The man is never wrong. He says a lot of shit, yeah. but rarely do I disagree with him. Um, but also, he decked out the AEW belt in a Burberry print, basically threw the current championship belt to the um, outside of the ring, called it a piece of shit. It was beautiful and unveils his own design, which is great. I, I really, really love move. this. Exactly. 
Exactly. And you knew it was coming too. I mean, we've seen that set up, you know, that little podium in the middle of the ring with the, uh, with the curtain over it. And you know, it's the shape of the belt. I was like, dude, I wonder what he did to the belt. And boom, it looked better than I imagined. I was like, oh, it's probably going to have the Burberry print, but maybe like in the back, kind of like how Cena had like that spinner thing. I thought Mm, it would just be Burberry on the thing, but it's on the strap. It looks beautiful. I thought they were going to take a page out of my book uh, a number of years ago with the WWE video game. I uh, was using Tyler Breeze, you know, when he was in NXT, he had that Prince Pretty thing going on. And I had him win a song and I had him win a title and um you can customize the titles and I made a championship belt with his face on it. And I kind of, I always wanted uh, that to happen in wrestling. And I actually thought that maybe MJF would have his face on the belt. Ooh, like money. I was really hoping he would too. I, I don't know how you guys felt about it. The Burberry was really cool. I feel like the crowd's reaction was really like, there was no reaction. It was strange. Like they uncovered the belt and I think everyone was kind of like, okay what's the difference because even on tv it took me a minute to really see the burberry on the leather just because it was so well done i was almost expecting something way more over the top and obnoxious but it was so well done it was great and like the actual gold plating on the belt didn't look all that different from the original Mm -hmm. title and moments ago we have mjf you know tearing it apart saying how it reminds him of all the former champions and stuff where his belt really doesn't look all that much different with the exception of the Burberry, but still I'm all for it. Like anything different they try and do. Yeah. By all means, especially with MJF. Totally. Well, and I mean, people of Indiana probably wouldn't know Burberry if they saw it. Plus a lot of them were probably sitting on the other side on the hard cam side. So they weren't looking Uh, at it dead on. Yeah. If it's not not on a pattern of toilet paper, they probably don't understand it. No. Or in a cornfield. Right. Okay, so now the big news came after, uh, you know, he's going on and on about Regal, how everybody in the business respects him. Uh, Read a nice little email that uh, Regal wrote to MJF, very nicely said. Um, And, yeah, there was just, like, this lingering, like, something might happen. As uh, it was almost like a snake toying with its food like a mouse or something like that. Like MJF was circling him very serpentine and then boom, blasts him, blindsides him with the brass knuckles to the back of the head. And as the boys on, on the um, TV booth, Taz, Excalibur and Shivani mentioned all of Regal's health issues really played it up. Like, Oh, this is bad. This is bad. This is bad. But I mean, see this coming, Steve, I know you had a little uh, sneaky suspicion. I only saw it coming. Okay. I saw something coming. Like, and I, like, as I said to you guys earlier, like Regal's, the way he looked at him the entire promo, especially when he started talking shit about Brian Danielson, was odd. Like, he was like sort of not having it. But then I kind of thought, well, okay, maybe this is just going to be, you know, like sort of like Moxley. Remember when he was like talking about how Moxley was so hard to control? This was just going to be a challenge for him. I didn't see until he started kind of actually when I figured out something was going to happen is when he took the knuckles out and then wore them. Cause I figured like, if you're going to hand them to him, you're just going to hand them to him. When he, but he, when he actually put the brass knuckles on, I'm like, Oh shit, he's going to use them. Um, and um, yeah, no, it was just perfectly done. And I mean, 
Regal, of course, perfectly like just laid there in a heap. Like it wasn't <laughs> like he overacted it. He just went right. down and looked like he was legit out and then uh didn't move and then like you know, the little trickle of blood. It was like uh it was it was perfect. Yeah. And it was it, Okay, we all saw Regal turning to join him coming. I don't think we saw this coming. And it's like, what a perfect thing. Because next week, we have no idea what's going to happen. And that's like wrestling at its best. It was so good. I, I agree with everything Steve just said. Nothing really much to add. I did not see this coming. I was actually thinking um, near the end of MJF's promo, I was kind of like, okay, cool. He talked. I mean, the guy always delivers a killer promo. But when he started talking about the brass knucks, um, I still wasn't picking up on it, but then when he was walking around William Regal, that's when I started to suspect something was up because I'm just mm. thinking, then I put two and two together like, oh, okay, I see what's about to happen here. Granted, never saw it coming before then. I was still shocked when it happened, but they alluded to it well before MJF and William Regal were aligned. So it's cool to see it all come for full circle. Um, I was a little worried that MJF was getting too much of a babyface reaction, I think, the last few weeks. And if they really want to keep him as a heel champion, you know, you think like, well, how are they going to do that? This was the perfect way to do it. Like it worked on so many levels. And then we see Brian Danielson come running out with one boot on and like yeah. half his wrestling gear. Like he had j- literally just jumped off the trainer's table and like run out to help Regal. So, yeah, every nice piece touch. of this was just perfectly done. Totally. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Danielson, Matt, because he's going to seek some revenge on, you know, that's his Mr. Miyagi. Somebody went at him. Uh, So we might see a little story developing after Ricky Starks and MJF meet, because it sounds like Ricky's going to take a strong run at this. So, yeah, lots of stuff going. And uh, we forgot to mention during the promo, MJF kind of went at uh triple h and nick khan in wwe when they're talking about the bidding war of 2024 they're still going at this is i mean this is this is going to be some very long drawn out storytelling but i'm here for it eh, boys yeah i think so i it hasn't gotten old yet because i think mj he doesn't mention it every week um Mm -hmm. and i wouldn't even say every month necessarily just often enough to keep it in the back of your mind I did, exactly. I did get a kick out of how he called Triple H trips and kind of smirked at the <laughs> camera when he said it. Just like it's so, so obvious and on the nose. Like at first, I didn't even think he was going to say it. I'm like, eh, he's not going to actually call him out. But then he does and uses even a nickname. Just so good. Um, I don't you know, I, I wonder sometimes if they reference WWE a little too much. But I, honestly, this was so well done that I didn't even care. I thought it was really entertaining. Right. Well, now that the old man Vince McMahon isn't at the helm, it's I think it's a little bit more playful now because you got actual people working for both companies that have like, you know, a real beat on the pulse of the business and are trying to, you know, synchronize with fans and what they want. Uh you're I mean, they're attempting that, uh, as we're seeing in WWE of the changing of the guard. But um, yeah, I I'm I like the little the little digs, the little shots, the little daggers. It's kind of like they're coaxing them WWE to respond in some way, but I don't think they will because then I think it will put more attention on AEW. So you know, it's harmless. I don't I don't think it's a bad thing. But um, yeah, MGF definitely has a problem with authority. So I don't know how well he would fit in over at the WWE. Kind of like CM Punk. A man who's very rebellious, and um, we've seen him, you know, read a lot of cages in AEW, but 
he got in the doghouse quickly after he won the AEW championship at All Out this past September. He's been off TV, but his shirts are still on sale on AEWshop.com. Run out and get one after a Keep the Kayfabe shirt, of course. But um, a lot of fans, uh, there's been some stuff. Um, like, what's the story? I think, Matt, you're the one that, that shared us with the group today that the CM Punk thing, this whole thing might be just a big work. What are you what are you hearing? Yeah. Honestly, I don't know. It could really go either way. So, if for those of our listeners who maybe are newer to AEW or trying to get caught up and up to speed on everything, at All Out back in September, CM Punk was part of a press conference after the pay-per-view and just really let loose on the wrestling media, just aired his grievances. Um a lot of it out of character. And then after that, uh the Elite and him got into some sort of a backstage altercation and basically beat the crap out of each other. All of them were suspended after that. The elite recently came back at the pay-per-view just a couple weeks ago. CM Punk still not on TV. Um, and we, I don't think we've really heard definitively whether he's coming back or not. And Mike, that kind of leads to your point. Like this whole thing could really be an elaborate work. If it is, it works on a lot of levels because Punk is going to have probably more heat than MJF, I would say, even when he comes back. It's going to be somewhere between MJF and Sammy Guevara. Not, I don't think it's go-away heat, but it, it it's closer to that than it is to just kind of like insulting the team, you know, the local town's sports team or whatever the case might be. So that's what I heard about it. Um, Steve, I know you had mentioned a little bit about it as well. I don't know if you had anything to add. Um, No, I just – it actually – spawned from a conversation i had with some friends this morning uh friends of the show uh including my friend larry and also uh friend of the show and uh wait occasional... you have a friend named gary and larry yeah and those are the two people i talked to this morning uh gary oh who, you, who, who the listeners are well familiar with by now mm-hmm. and uh my my another friend of mine larry who firmly and staunchly believes that it's been a work maybe not like the actual thing that happened at that media scrum like that might have been legit to some extent but now because um like somebody i forget who quoted was quoted as saying shortly after that if these people can't get past themselves and figure out a way to make money all out of all of this why are they even in the sport um and that's um i mean i don't know i was you know initially very initially thought it was a work but then it seemed pretty obvious it wasn't but the longer time goes on where we don't know what's up with punk and they're coy about it and they keep you know they used to say for the longest time that they needed to let the investigation go through how long does an investigation have to take for like something that happened in a room at one night i don't know and i understand as i'm saying all this i'm sort of still thinking about that i'm not saying i believe 100 percent one way or the other but to me, it's getting interesting because if Punk, if they were fed up with Punk and the the elite and all that kind of got their way, wouldn't he have been fired by now? I mean, I suppose they could still be working on the like buyout and all that kind of stuff. As uh, you know, Gary pointed out, there's still merchandise and new merchandise going up on the show on the store for Punk. Mm-hmm. Could that be because they're working on something? Could that just be that, you know, until they resolve something with him, why wouldn't they keep making money off of him and vice versa? So, I mean, it's really, it's just, it's a fun thing to speculate about. And I'm officially undecided because um, I'm sort of ready to see Punk go because he just seems like he's kind of an asshole. But at the same time, right. 
as I've said to other people, um, in 2022, if you can pull off that big of a con that fools the Dave Meltzer's and other uh, Internet stooges like that badly, like how could you not want that to happen? Because so much is ruined by the Internet nowadays. If they could actually pull off the biggest heist of them all and actually go into business off of this, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. I um, I. I kind of always thought it was a work, and here's my opinion about it. I just think um, CM Punk might be just one of those athletes in the business that are prone to injury. We've seen really bad luck with Chris Statlander, but she's younger, so, I mean, she might be one of those people, too. But CM Punk, they really hitched their wagon to this guy and literally put all their eggs in his basket to make money. I think he was never really healed from that injury when he was off TV. I think he got healed up just enough to get to all out. Cause right. He was off TV for a little bit. Uh, is that yeah, correct? Right? He was off yeah. for months yeah, yeah. and they, but that's where so, they did the whole interim thing. Exactly. Right. So I, I don't think he was totally healed up. I think he got healed up just enough. They probably shot him up with a cortisone shot so he could wrestle one match. And then they're like, he'll probably just be like, Tony, straight up. I'm not going to be able to wrestle on this foot, like, at all for a while. So why don't I do something crazy? And I just think he's always been injury prone. And you know this is what he does. He rat cages, so capitalize on it. Play to your strengths. And he's not a stupid person either. I think he just, like, they literally wanted CM Punk to win the championship in Chicago. Okay, mission accomplished. But there's nothing that we can do going forward, so let's make it so huge i think kenny omega and the bucks probably wanted a break too because maybe i don't know kenny was hurt wasn't he oh no he came back i don't know i just yeah. have to keep track yeah anyway. similar to punk he was hurt came back for a little bit and then was off again yeah so maybe they all just kind of chilled out a little bit have these younger up-and-comers you know fill the void a little bit because as i say all the time i think all out is the time where it just begins all the new stories and then it's and it, and all out actually wraps up all the previous ones and it's a clean slate from there. So I I just don't think CM Punk is stupid enough to get himself in that much trouble and there is no investigation. Anytime there says there is an investigation, it's just a way of saying like, we'll work on it. We'll get to it. It just sounds like you're busy when you're not. And I don't think there's anything to really investigate. I, I think it's a hoax. And I think we'll see CM Punk whenever CM Punk wants to come back. I don't even know how thrilled I'll be back. Uh, I will once he does come back because I'm not like a major, major diehard fan. I just like seeing fans be happy for this guy. That's the only reason I like CM Punk. Chris Standler is that injury prone wrestler that I want to see come back and rise to glory. So thoughts and prayers with her as well. It's just crazy like how some athletes like go through their whole career and just don't get hurt. And it's the opposite for other people. Like they, they're great wrestlers. They're very skilled, but I just think CM Punk is just one of those guys that it know, happens. Just there's, 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 there's football players, baseball players, hockey players, um, um, people that just Dude. are more prone to injury than others. So listen to this guys. If I can talk about hockey for just one second, you usually do. There's a, my favorite <laughs> hockey player, Phil Kessel is now, you know, the iron man, Longest streak games played in a row. Okay. And this guy 
looks like he should be driving a forklift at a brewery. He doesn't even look like a hockey player. He he eats horribly. He drinks soda. He's he all he does is score goals. That's all the guy loves to do. But he's played in more hockey games consecutively than anybody, and he'll probably. I don't think it'll ever be broken. Nobody's even close. Hmm. So, and this dude's from Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, his dad actually backed up Joe Theismann uh, for wow. the Steelers. Redskins. His mom ran marathons. I mean, um, Amanda Kessel. I'm sorry. I think. Well, What'd I think Theismann played for the Redskins. Oh yeah. Excuse me. Did I say Pittsburgh? Yeah. My bad. I was thinking of Terry Bradshaw. Carry on, my wayward son. Because Bradshaw backed up the guy from Duck Dynasty. The dude from Duck Dynasty was supposed <laughs> to be the starter. And he walked <laughs> off because he wanted to go hunting. Because wow. football season interfered with duck hunting season. And he became the Duck Dynasty guy. And then Terry Bradshaw was the backup. And then he did what he did. So crazy how shit works out, eh, guys? It is. That is crazy. And to... To switch gears slightly, um, not to take the focus away from hockey, but to go back to wrestling for a minute, you know, you mentioned Chris Statlander being injured. She did post a picture today on her Instagram of her I in saw wrestling that. on stage. And I don't know if it was from Dynamite or Rampage or when it was taken. It was definitely more recent before she was injured. I, yeah, I can't wait for her to get back. God, um, one of the dream matches I've started fantasy booking with Jamie Hayter now as the women's champ- champion, actually is Jamie Hader versus Chris Statlander, like two of the mm-hmm. strongest women in the AEW women's division. God, they both have yeah. very similar builds. Chris Statlander has a history of a rivalry with Britt Baker, and some of that ties in with Jamie Hader too, I'm sure. So they can easily build something off of that. Um, and then the other thing I did want to mention regarding the women's division that we saw tonight on Dynamite at the time of recording is uh, Jay Cargill comes out to do her celebration for winning the title back from Nyla Rose. It was really awkwardly delivered. Like the material was good, but I think Jade's delivery just wasn't all that great. But the whole segment ends with Bow Wow appearing on a screen, talking about how something big's coming and they're going to see each other soon. I I mean, I can't imagine Bow Wow is going to wrestle Jade Cargill, right? Actually, I I think that's possible. (laughs) Yeah. Why not? Why not ever beat up a dude? Right. I'm not saying I want it. Yeah, and like, I think AEW and WWE alike don't really entertain the idea of like men versus women or women versus men for the most part. I think Jade is one exception they could make just because she's so dominant. I, you know, we were speculating a little bit before we started recording and somebody on this thread mentioned the idea of Bow Wow being related to Snoop who is related to Sasha Banks, who could come in and take the title off Jade. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are. Of like, is, is that a possibility? It sure seems like it. I mean, Sasha, nobody knows what's going on with her. You know, you hear rumors on the internet that maybe she's talking to WWE, maybe she's not. I saw a headline today, didn't bother to read the article, but they said that, like, talks broke off with Sasha and WWE. She's talked about going more in Hollywood because, you know, she has... You know, she was in the Mandalorian and stuff. Um, So nobody really knows what's going on with her. So that tells me that it's entirely possible. Like she could show up. Yeah. 
I've I've heard her on the Broken Skull Ranch with Stone Cold Steve Austin. She has like a deep, you know, rich passion for the business itself. So I don't think it would be easy for her to walk away. So I don't think we'll see. I don't think she'll be like a Dave Batista and just fully, you know, immerse themselves in Hollywood and movies. And you know, good for Dave. I mean, the dude is crushing it. I mean, he he made a he made a smart move. And I mean, the dude I just, was, I just dude was watched, big, but I was yeah, never sorry. a fan of him. Go ahead. I yeah, I was never a fan of him as a wrestler, but I'm a huge fan of him as an entertainer because yeah, like, I just watched the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special that they have on on Disney yeah. Plus. It's like 45 minutes. It's just pure fluff, but it, it's just a lot of fun. And he makes it. He is that guy is so freaking hilarious as Drax. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I'll have to watch that too. But uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, Sasha, she's got a deep appreciation for the business. She does. I And I was the one, yeah, that did say, yeah, they're related to Snoop and Bow Wow. That's like his nephew or something, hence the name Little Bow Wow. So, yeah, I mean, they, they could broker a deal. They could have maybe talked about it at Thanksgiving and uh, say, let's do this. You know, they're getting together with the family and winter is coming. So oh. that would be mm-hmm. maybe good time to do it because we see a lot of big things happen on winter's coming that's when sting came out uh i can't remember what happened last year but i think it was decent enough but anyway <laughs> yeah he is all right so what else oh speaking of decent enough we saw adam hangman page return uh and face the man who knocked him out on live Literally. television john moxley I was wondering, I was like, what the hell is Moxley doing on TV? Like, I thought he would be on vacation by now. They're still using this guy? Did his, did his airline uh, miles not check out in time enough? And he's just got to, you know, wait a few weeks? So I was really curious. But, yeah, the crowd had a nice pop. Adam looked good. Uh, they, he took a, John Moxley took a couple low blows at him right off the bat, and then they got into it. So, yeah, it started off with a hot start. Danielson and... Um, Dax Hardwood from FTR wrestled. So yeah, all in all, pretty great dynamite, boys. Wouldn't you say? And um, and the 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 ramp, the entrance ramp remains undefeated. I mean, it claimed uh, Arn <laughs> Anderson a couple times, and today it claimed uh, John Moxley. But but the announcers covered well, and John Moxley can't covered well, so no harm done. Yep. Well, shit. Based on that logic, the ramp needs a TNT title shot against Samoa Joe. Three <laughs> be more. It'd be more interesting. I would rather than, uh, see that. Yeah, I'd rather uh, see well, the ramp. I probably would too. I mean, gravity always wins, so who knows? Um, Mike, to your point about decent enough, yeah, it was great seeing that Hangman Page was decent enough to come back and have a little skirmish with John Moxley. I, I, I noticed the low blows just like you did, and I feel like Moxley's got to be turning heel at this point. Like his babyface run, I feel like he's done everything he can do, and he did mm-hmm. take a couple shots at hangman page that i feel like we're a little more heelish than he would typically Mm do clearly the crowd is just hangman page for life right and page has always sort of been a baby face like he's always a baby face so having moxley at least play like a situational heel in this case i think is a really good move i don't know what they're going to do with this feud and like what is this going to spiral into is it just a make good for when page got knocked out by moxley i guess we'll have to wait and see but yeah, but that ramp, man, the thing is dangerous. I know. I all of a sudden, and for those of our listeners, if, if you haven't watched Dynamite yet, watch the opening segment. There, like you've probably figured out by now, there's a little bit of a brawl, 
And there's just this weird moment where they're fighting up the ramp and Moxley takes a run at <laughs> Hangman Page and just, for whatever reason, loses his footing and slips off the edge. I thought he knocked himself silly on the edge of the ramp when he went down. <laughs> like, he fell to the floor from the ramp. Like, and I don't know how it happened. The camera just caught it. You hear the crowd go, oh, and all the yeah. security guys all look over like, oh, shit, what was that? Like The it was one the time AEW spot. camera actually gets something. Right. I know they couldn't film Dax Harwood tapping out to Brian Danielson because for whatever yeah. reason, they couldn't shoot the camera angle from over there, but man, they just happened to get uh, just the worst things. It, there was one good area for improvement. There was, I forget which match it was tonight, but there was some key moment happening and they show this fucking dude in the crowd with like a beer shoved up in his face. And it was like, you had to cut away from the ring for that. Like, yeah, right. It gives us nothing. Yeah, there was a couple botches on the camera crew tonight. Still a work in progress. It Maybe is. we'll get it together next year. But it, I, I kind of, you know, it's a little charming. It's kind of like how I fuck up names, you know? I, th- I think if Tony Khan is going to keep signing people, which, by the way, AR Fox is now all elite. Oh. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yes. Yes. I was about to say uh, congratulations to AR Fox, also known as AR15. Speaking of me fucking up names, I, I, I was editing the podcast the other day, and I was like, fuck, I called that guy guy ar-15 yeah and so indoctrinated into america i mean right i just like i'm glad you give me the second chance here to redeem something i did earlier that mortified myself i referred to the washington football team by their old name which uh i normally don't do so if Mm. anybody listened to that and thought i'm one of you i'm down with the cool old racist names fuck you (laughs) (laughs) well that and uh what i was going to mention before with the camera crew is you know, I would I would love to see is like Kevin Dunn is all elite because <clears throat> that camera crew and the production crew in general. Like, I'll give you this: Kevin Dunn gets a lot of shit for his fast camera cuts and constantly zooming in, zooming out. Yes, there are some episodes of Monday Night Raw that are a little bit overkill, but they definitely have a lot of good things going for them as well. They always catch all the right moments. Everything is just flawless all the time. So, Tony Khan, you're gonna hire more people get some good camera people like it's been three years like you can upgrade come on well i think the cameras are doing all right it's the people in the van outside i think that do the editing that say take two take camera three you oh know? exactly yep yeah them too just everybody get them all they all work great together just copy paste over to AEW. exactly gotta get some gotta get someone new in there it'll be fun yeah all right boys well i mean oh we totally forgot to mention we have a King Booker on Keep the Kayfabe now. Now that um, last week wrapped up, I don't think we got a chance to announce it yet. But Steve Grobschmidt pulled out the victory over me. There was a little, um, there was a little stipulation that needed to be sorted out to see who would be King Booker, and it came down to Ethan Page and Ricky Starks. I'm an idiot. I was like, fuck. Why would a heel and a heel? Go head-to-head, MJF and Ethan Page. Should have seen it coming a mile away, but I don't watch that much wrestling. So, Steve, is this other statements? If I can just say... Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to ask if this is your third reign as King Booker? It sure is, yeah. Uh, I was just going to say you're not an idiot. Three times. You're not an idiot. You're just inferior to me. And that's okay. (laughs) I'll I'll just edit that out. How about that, Steve? You can't do that. All right, I won't. Who, who are you? I Eli- like you. Are you the anti-Elon Musk? 
Yeah, so what's going on with Twitter, Steve? I know you're a Twitter guy. Oh, I left I think- it. Actually, I wish I could say I left it because of Elon Musk, but I left it earlier in the year. But uh, no, it's just a hot shit show. Um, I think that's what happens when billionaires that can't relate to mere mortals think they can skate mm-hmm. through and do things and and make it up as they go, and it's just not going well. I've never been a Twitter guy. I mean, I signed up for it so I can see some stuff and follow some people, but I rarely ever go on it. It's a it's a whole world and landscape that seems crazy. I I mean, it's crazy, right? It kind of is. And, you know, I started it when it kind of started, and I naively thought it'd be great for my my profession, like to talk with people in my. But even then, I realized how vapid people were. There'd be these like kind of quote unquote celebrities in my field, and you'd try to interact with them, and they'd never give you the time of day. So then mm. Twitter over time to me became just a place to follow celebrities and wrestlers, mostly pro wrestlers, like like uh, like everybody else uses it for. But even that, it's just the most toxic environment. I think the best example I give of Twitter that relates to wrestling that just shows you like how people are just pieces of shit is Brian Alvarez every week does posts the ratings for AEW. He posts the ratings for Raw. He says nothing other than the number of people watching and the demographic. And every week it like people start spouting off about how he's biased, how he's pro AEW, how he's pro WWE, whatever. It's just hilarious. He puts two raw numbers up and it just people <laughs> or or there'll be people like, "Oh, AEW sucks," you know, like AEW in its first week doesn't beat Raw, which has been around for 20 years, so it's going to fail. You know, it's like it just brings out any moron that can manage to unball their fists and type enough to start an account it's just yeah it's a cesspool like whatever you're into things that i like video games star wars it just brings out the worst fans and it actually made me start liking wrestling less so i had to leave it if you want to talk to people with similar interests and have really fun hilarious conversations go on reddit yeah yeah easy enough more intelligent people yeah yeah, more intelligent. Are you people. a Reddit guy? I am a Reddit guy. Yeah, I'm not too much of a poster, but I do like scrolling through it. Okay, so what's the deal? Like, you just follow certain topics, and then you just see everything that people talk about on said topic or something? Pretty much. Yeah, you pick like a certain set of topics you're interested in, and there's what's called subreddits on them. Like, there, there's okay. a subreddit about the show Murder Mountain, which was like a Netflix documentary series a couple of years ago. And they had an entire subreddit, which is basically a forum to discuss it. And hmm. I actually had the top Reddit thread at one point, not to put myself over, but at one point there was this guy in the show who I thought was freaking hilarious and just went out of my way to film five seconds of the show where he makes some really hilarious comment, posted it, everybody upvoted it. It was like by far the number one thing. It probably still is on that thread. Oh, shit. But it is nice for, you know, even normal things like if you're trying to fix your house or something and you just want to get some opinions from people reddit is a great resource and people upvote things so you're going to get the best answer like right away it it's pretty cool if you haven't checked it out check it out huh man it sounds like i need more time in the day because <laughs> i would i think i would get fully immersed in it you would lose cause... even more time if you open reddit it's just once you start it's hard to stop Oh my goodness. Yeah. I I mean, I see it every, you know, stuff, you know, came from it, but yeah, sounds fun. Less toxic than Twitter. Would you say? 
Yeah, definitely. Well, depending on what you follow, I'm sure. But for the most part, okay. I haven't really seen too much bad stuff. Granted, I'm sure there's people listening to this podcast who are like, oh, well, clearly you haven't followed Squared Circle on Reddit or any other wrestling-related subreddits. Gotcha. Okay. So it's kind of like the crowd you surround yourself with. Yeah, like, exactly. It can be as brutal or clean as you want. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Thanks for getting me hip to that, boys, because, yeah, that's, uh, you know, those are two areas. So we try to do more than just expand your mind and uh, things other than wrestling here on Keep the Kayfabe. And one of them is awesome promos. So let's get to the mailbag and go to our promo of the week. This one comes from Ronnie Friend from Milwaukee. I did a little time in jail and studied the match. I came out a new man. Oh, yeah. Keep the kayfabe. Dig it. Thanks, Ronnie, my <laughs> friend. So, yeah, he submits a Macho Man Randy Savage promo. It just says from uh, WrestleMania 3, which is one of the greatest of all time. So let's listen to this historic promo from Macho Man Randy Savage. Dig it. Oh, yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage, Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion, was in a state of shock when Ricky the Dragon Steamboat came back, yeah. But this time, in front of the largest audience in the world, I will not only embarrass you, not only pin you with the one, two, three count, but I'm going to put you out of wrestling for good. Oh, yeah, Dragon, I am the Lord and Master of the Ring, and you're going to find that out, one athlete to another, right now. You can't be with me, no. History beckons the Macho Man, yeah. Rest in peace, Macho Man. You were truly one of the best. Thank you so much for that one, Ronnie, and hope you're doing well out in the world. Um, yeah, all the best. What did you guys think of that promo? Did you love it? Dude, I, I still to this day cannot wrap my head around how Randy Savage can go from just simmering to boiling over and simmering again in the course of like a second. It's just <laughs> awesome. Right. Yeah. He just to say he's one of the best. It just feels like it's a gross understatement. That guy, like, I just I could listen to him all day. Still, he's formative right. in my fandom. I know. Yeah. I mean, when you watch these dark side of the rings, and then some of these documentary specials on the guy, and you learn more about his personal life, it's easy to be like, man, fuck that guy. But honestly, if you're just going tick for tack, straight up outfit promos character wrestling matches opponents rivalries who's done it better in all those categories very few very few right exactly and i mean a voice that you want to have a voice that can't be replicated only imitated right so yep big fan of that one thank you so much ronnie um yeah boys well this was another fun episode congrats again steve for being King Booker, hold that title high, and thoughts and prayers go out to William Regal. Um, trip, you know, freaking MJF, he doesn't do these things that we preach and shout from the rafters here on Keep the Kayfabe, and I think he needs to. So What's he can get along with, with uh, some fans in these horrible, trashy towns. I think what he needs to do it's just stay humble, stay hungry, and stay hard. Oh, Triple H. Indubitably. Could it be my walk or just my stare that makes you freeze when I appear? Super good looking, every hair in place, everyone loves 
this gorgeous face. You can't deny my beauty shot. I'm everything that you are not. Part man, but all model. Am I what you want? Am I who you follow? Don't try and fight it. You can't deny this is perfection. Personify. Piercing eyes and a chiseled jaw. Molded by the gods without a flaw. Can you feel the presence of greatness near? This hair, this look, Prince Pretty's here. Super good looking, every hair in place. Everyone loves this gorgeous face. You can't deny my beauty shot on everything that you are not. When you look at me, they are so gorgeous, they'll set you free. Could it be my walk or just my...